that's what we have to see first individually and what where our mindset is and what we desire Eric the Addisons I think what God is really calling us back to it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like oh Lord what have we done we have minimized you promoting truth wisdom and empowerment as the church man we should be on the forefront of making disciples of indoctrination and godly things if we don't train our kids they will not be able to stand Uh Uh good afternoon this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will I'm glad that you guys are joining me today today is a special show that we're gonna have a a special guest on in the second segment and I just kind of want to give a uh, well before I do that let me get through the announcements so make sure that if you want to email us, you email us at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on YouTube. Just search Airing the Addisons, and you can watch the, the stream once we get it up there. Uh, you can watch that. But uh, you can also follow us, for up, follow us for updates on what's going on with Airing the Addisons. From time to time, my family, we do these, uh, we call them, uh, challenges for the kids. <laughs> and so um, it's pretty fun. If you want to check that out, um, you can go back and on, onto our page and you can look at some of the other challenges that we did. Uh, and so it's just a way to, to have fun together. Uh, and so if you want to uh, follow us there, just search Airing the Addisons and you can find us there. Also, make sure that you mark on your calendars for the Marriage Family Life Conference happening July 7th through the 9th. That's coming up, man. It's going to be a great, great time. We're in the planning stage for that now. And uh, we're just expecting the Lord to do a lot of good things for in, in, in that time. Let me get my paper here. And also, um, if you've been to a conference in the past, spread the word. Spread the word. Let people know about it because it's a great time, man. It's, you know, I see it as almost like a big, huge family reunion. <laughs> uh, we've been doing this conference since, well, 20 was 18 and um, first started out with 300 attendees, about 50 children. And last year we had 1300 attendees, about almost 600 children. (laughs) So God has been growing it. And uh, we have a conference within the conference, uh, which we call the youth apologetics track, Y-A-T. And our heart was that as the, the parents are being ministered to, we want the children not to be babysat, but also to have a time of ministry through apologetics and things like that. So uh, we have um, Maria Hamilton, who is Abraham Hamilton, the third's wife. She's the director. Her and uh, this great couple called the, uh, the Warrens from uh, Virginia. And so they put together this, this man, this great conference within the conference. And so it's for ch- uh, children 4 to 17. And I promise you, your children will be blessed. They will be blessed. And so mark that on your calendars. I know it's close to the 4th of July, but make that a holiday type thing. You know, you might go to the conference, then go somewhere else. or go somewhere else, then come to the conference, you know. But uh, I'll be here uh, in Tupelo, Mississippi at our headquarters. And it's just going to be a great, great time. More information about that coming up. We'll let you know when you can register that. That'll be happening soon. But, uh, man, the Marriage Family Life Conference. Also, if you get a chance, visit the By Design Facebook page. Uh, You can go to AFA dot uh, net slash by design for our web page but go and search 
by design on Facebook, and you can follow us there. And if you desire clear and concise teaching on a biblical response to critical race theory, CRT, go to the AFA store, uh, the, the, uh, .net, or I know we have a new name for it, but you can pick up a copy of the two-part uh, teaching by Miki uh, on critical race theory. Uh, it's, it's great. It's very thorough. You can understand it. A lot of those terms can be so like confusing. And so to have uh, a resource like this, uh, it just, it's a great thing. And so if you can you know, pick that up. So what I want to do for this first segment, because we have a guest that's coming on, but I kind of want to, I guess, build up to what um, we're going to be discussing. So um, before Erin Addison's was on AFR, uh, we had a, a network called Urban Family Talk. And uh, my wife and I, we directed that network. It was a ministry of the American Family Association, just like AFR. It's like a sister station to uh, AFR. And uh, for six and a half years, uh, Urban Family was in existence. And it was, it was uh, our efforts to really just reach the urban context. And um, we broadcast over six stations. Um, and, man, the responses that we got were, were great. But during that time, you know, we had a few shows. One show was called the BSAC Radio Show. And BSAC stands for uh, Biblically Sound Artist Coalition. And this was a ministry that the Lord had laid on my heart because I, I began to see a lot, especially in Christian rap. I, you know, I grew up in, I guess, the, the age of, of hip hop, you know, growing up. And so in Christian rap, I would see uh, some of the rappers begin to really uh, begin to be lukewarm or I felt like, man, uh, compromising on different things. And the Lord laid on my heart to start this coalition of artists who would uh, agree to a certain covenant that, you know, in their music, they will always uplift Christ, you know, that they wouldn't partner with uh, artists who are not uh, uplifting Christ, you know, that they would in their music, they would be explicit about Jesus Christ and, and, and uh, wouldn't dumb it down. And so we had this coalition. And man, it was a, it was a great thing. The BSAC radio show, I would bring on guests, I would bring on different artists, some who were a part of BSAC and some who were not. They were just Christian rappers who fell in line with what we were uh, doing. And we would talk about what was going on in, in, you know, in the Christian rap world and what was happening and how a lot of young people were being affected by, by these things and uh, how, it would, how the church was being affected by you know, false teaching coming in, watering down the gospel, things like that. And so uh, it, BSAC Radio Show would air on Saturdays, every Saturday. And uh, it was just an awesome, awesome thing. Well, our guest who we'll have on in this uh, next segment, he was a part of BSAC. Uh, his name is Travis Jones, and uh, he goes by Chosen. Chosen is his, his rap name. And so uh, we're going to talk about his album. It's called Epidemic. He came out with a new album called Epidemic, and he's touching on a lot of different topics that we touch on here uh, on Airing the Addisons. You know, just uh, partiality, you know, the state of the church, what's going on, you know, uh, with BLM and, and different things that have, you know, crept in, <laughs> crept into the church. You know, things that we don't have really any business, you know, uh, gravitating towards because of the nature of these things. You know, we, uh, we have let them in and even uh, embraced some of these ideologies that are 
against biblical principles. And so Travis has uh, he's done an album uh, highlighting some of these issues and and why the church should uh, stand up against certain things. Uh, and man, it's just it's a great album. We're going to talk about that. But just to get you prepared, because I know um, on our show and during the breaks, we play uh, uh, different forms of music. We play, play some Christian rap. We, we play some gospel, you know, um, you know, just some contemporary music. And even, you know, some uh, like I put Mahalia Jackson on from time to time, you know, things like that. You know, I'm, I'm big into music. I love music. I, I, I believe that music is a way uh, that, that God has given us to express our love for him. You know, there's theology that's communicated in music, you know, and a musical art form uh, that we will be talking about uh, in the second and third segments will be Christian rap. And again, like I was saying before, I grew up in a time, you know, uh, where I guess I grew up with rap. You know, that was the main thing. And I was talking to uh, a friend of mine recently. One of the things that I, I believe that has hurt a generation is the messaging that has come through uh, rap music. And I'm talking about secular rap music. You know, a lot of it, man, is about being a braggadocious or about being, you know, who... Uh, who's the toughest and all this kind of thing like that. And, and, and man, it, a lot of it is, it should be rejected by, by us as the people of God. But also I believe that it can communicate the truth of God as well, used in the right hands, um, with the right pen, the right writers, that God uses this art form uh, to be able to draw people closer to himself. I remember one time uh, when I was uh, leading a missionary trip uh, on Secular University, um, we were at a campus and I, and many people don't know this, but I play, I play the djembe uh, as an African drum. And I would bring my djembe uh, to the different campuses that we um, would go to and minister. And one of the people on, on our team, he rapped. And so what we would do, we would go to the free speech area, and I would play the djembe. And my friend Derek, he would, uh, he would start rapping. And so before you know it, there would be a crowd that would come around and begin just to listen, you know, because it was, it was it was just something that, and we knew that it would draw the attention of, of of the young people, you know, who we were trying to minister to. So we would just sit out in the court and we'd just play, and he'll rap. And I remember this one time uh, we were on, actually we were on a campus that I graduated from, Nichols State University, um, down in Thibodeau, Louisiana, and we were down there, and we were we were out in front of the union, the student union, and I was playing my my uh, djembe, and Derek was rapping. And I remember there was a guy that came up and he was like, man, I heard y'all mention the name Yahweh in your rap. And he started talking about how he grew up in church, how his grandmother would um, take him to church and stuff like that. But, you know, he basically was away from God and God used that conversation. And what happened there to, to put back on this young man's heart, you know, that, man, you need to get right with God. We, had, we were able to have a conversation with him and talk with him more about that, you know, and encourage him in that, you know. And it was just an awesome thing. And that was one example out of many when we would go and travel and do these things um, and how, how God would use music. I remember being on LSU's campus uh, one time, and we did the same thing in the free speech area. And I remember, like, people would just come, and they, would just, they just wanted to see what was going on. And we would use that opportunity because in the raps, Derek would be basically preaching the gospel. You know, he would be talking about God and the goodness of God and things like that. 
you know, and I'll just be playing. And then after the music stopped, we have a chance to talk with people who came around and God would use that. In the same way, you know, the enemy has uh, his hands all up on certain art forms and things like that. And he uses those things for evil. But, man, God uses those things for a lot of good, you know, to draw people, you know, out of darkness into the light. And uh, in this young generation, uh, that that has proven to be uh, strong uh, in Christian rap. And I was telling my wife, I was telling Miki, you know, one of the things that has been a detriment, I think, because uh, Christian because rap, hip hop and rap has been something that has lasted so long. You have a lot of people who have grown up during this time and it gives them a false sense of being young. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm 45 years old and you can have a 45, 50 year olds, you know, who are really immersed in the rap culture who are still trying to be, you know, 20 and 30 because this is supposed to be, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a cool genre and, you know, I think there's a lot of men who are not being men, you know, because they're submitted to the hip hop culture. The hip hop culture, you know, I feel is something that should be rejected. The hip hop culture, you know, now rapping and having rap music and rhyming with your music and things like that. That's not wicked in itself. You know, I mean, we have poems that rhyme, you know, uh, so that's not wicked. But what we choose to do and being part of a different culture, a different, you know, uh, a culture that has a set of rules, you know, about bragging, about, you know, certain things that they, they see as being like important elements to that culture. I don't submit to that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with, with uh, rapping and using the gift that God has given you to glorify him and to draw other people to him. And so we're going to talk a, a little bit about uh, um, this album called uh, Epidemic. Uh, with Travis and I think it's going to be a great time and a topic and the subject matter that uh, he cover on this album man I think you're going to want to give it a listen I think you're going to want to check it out give it a listen uh, and I think you'll be surprised you know as, as at you know how deep and how weighty uh, he's speaking on these issues and so we're going to do that right after the break this is Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio you're listening to Wednesdays with Will and I'll be back right after this with my uh, guest, Travis Jones, also known as Chosen. And we're going to get into it. Stick around.
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Yes, this is Aaron Addison's. <laughs> and this is Wednesdays with Will. It's kind of like throwback to uh, the BSAC radio show, but I know, I know. Uh, this is um, Chosen. This is Chosen, already written. And so he's he's our guest for today. And man, I, I, I can't wait to talk to this brother. I just want to say, Chosen was one of the, man, early members of the B, of BSAC. And... Uh, Man, just dedicated to God, you know, dedicated to making godly music, dedicated, you know, to serving at his church, man. Like, I know he's a, a deacon uh, at his church and uh, just living out, you know, what is supposed to be like a man of God. And so I appreciate him and I appreciate all the work that he's doing, uh, even putting out this album, which is not popular to do, you know, challenging a lot of things that have been talked about you know, uh, in our culture, but challenging that with the word of God. And so we're going to get into this. Hey, Travis, you there, man? Yes, sir. All right. All right, man. I'm, I'm so thankful to have you, you on today, man. Welcome to the program. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. One of my favorite Christian radio stations, man, praise Christian God. radio shows. Praise God, brother, for the opportunity. Thank man, you, man. Thank you, man. Before we get into it, man, I just want you to kind of tell us about yourself, uh, where you're from, a little of your testimony, and how, how you how you were born again. Well, um, so so um, growing up, my my father uh, was uh, pretty abandoned me. Let's just say abandoned me. He was mm-hmm. never there. He was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my mom, I grew up in a single parent household. My mom was raising me uh, and three uh, three other siblings, my two brothers and my one sister. Mm-hmm. And we grew up in the west side of Savannah called Savannah, Georgia, called a project called Fraser Home. Okay. Um, it was there that my mom uh, basically had to give over custody to my grandmother because my mother was on drugs really bad. Actually, mm. she died of a massive heart attack Wow! Uh, when I got a little older. But she, ever, ever since I could remember, my mom was on uh, drugs. Mm. And eventually, it just, it just took her out. And so my grandmother uh, raised us. But it, even in God's providence and that, my grandma started to take us to church, but my mother never did. Mm. So my grandma started to make us go to church. Uh, so I grew up. While, while growing up in a, a rough part of uh, Savannah, Georgia, one of the roughest parts of Savannah, Georgia to this day uh, is the project that I grew up in. Lot saw a lot of violence, a lot of drugs. So I became what I saw. Hmm. I became what I saw. And so I started to get into the drugs, um, getting in trouble, um, doing everything I was big, big and bad enough to do. Well, all of that came to an end when the, uh, I was I got incarcerated and I was sentenced to 10 years mm. uh, for trafficking cocaine. It was there in prison that I started to it, it was like the Lord started to bring a lot of just uh, past memories of my life. And I started to think about the fact that I could have been dead. I started to think about is this is this where I want to be for the rest of my life? And, you know, yeah. uh, even in the midst of all that, before the Lord actually brought me to faith in prison, I just can sense and feel his hand upon me. Yeah. And um, it was there that I remember getting this call to go to church service one day. And I went. Mm-hmm. I went, you know, um, I, I, I just said, I'm just going to start going to church because I tried everything and nothing else worked. So I went back to those uh, principles that was instilled to me by my grandmother who yeah. raised me yeah. and she took us to church every Sunday. And so I started to go to church and it was there. Um, 
that I heard the gospel presentation uh, for the first time, essentially, um, mm -hmm. I would say in a very clear, succinct way, I would say yeah. it that way. Yeah. And it was there that the Lord uh, saved me. He regenerated my heart. I heard the gospel, clear presentation. And I remember my life never being the same. I remember walk, actually walking out of that prison room that we would have the, the, the church services at after the Lord had saved me. And it was like the whole prison that was dark before I went in there. All I saw was darkness. And I couldn't even tell I saw dark. It's not until you get brought into the light that you mm, actually see that's right. how dark it is. <laughs> and when, when the Lord brought me into the light, I remember walking out of that prison room and it was like the whole prison was lit up like I've never seen before. Mm. It was like everything was just light. And I remember going around the domes. I'm talking the killers, uh, armed robbers, some of the most roughest criminals in Georgia. And, and I'm telling them, hey, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. <laughs> and I'm, I remember going back to the room, going back to what you said, uh, alluded to earlier about that secular music. Mm. I remember throwing away all of the secular music. I didn't want nothing to do with it. And all <laughs> right. I wanted, to, all I remember is I just wanted the Bible. Hmm. And I spent years as I was in there, I spent years of just reading the Bible and growing until the Lord saw fit for me to get out of there. And then the rest is the rest is history. Wow. But man. I can go on and on about that. Man, so. praise God for redemption and how he redeems us yes. and brings us out of darkness yes. into his light, man. Yes. And that, that yes. should be exciting for all of us to hear because we all have some type of if we're in Christ now, we have some type of story of how, you know, Christ brought us out of whatever we were in. You know, and so praise yes. God for that. So, man, how long have yes. you been uh, doing rap? Uh, like, have you always been a Christian rapper or were you rapping in the secular world before you started? I, yes, I was rapping in the secular world a little bit. I kind of dibble and dab, dabble with it. I mm -hmm. wasn't I didn't really take it that serious. But it was another guy who was a friend of mine. He was taking it really serious. And so <laughs> I kind of, you know, kind of came alongside of him and, you know, kind of dropped a few few verses on his song uh, and then we started this little group back in the day and we kind of dibble and dab but i never really took it that serious but yeah you know um always felt like you know i had a talent to do it but never really just took it serious the streets was just calling me mm. um and so when the lord saved me i remember throwing away all the rap i didn't want to have nothing to do with rap at all i just wanted to throw it away remove it as far as away from me as possible and then during that time, I just read the scripture, read the Bible. And to this one day, this guy came to me. He's like, man, you ever heard of gospel rap? <laughs> and I was like, gospel rap? What is that? <laughs> right. I didn't even, heard, never heard of it. I was like, right. what is that? <laughs> so I remember, make a long story short, uh, he, I ended up with this CD uh, from an artist by the name of Flame. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I tell you, <laughs> the Flame old music, yeah. I don't know if anybody knows Flame, but you got to go back and listen oh, to yeah. his old music. Flame, yeah. You know, kind of before the shift, in my opinion, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but his old music, man, I remember his first album entitled Flame, mm -hmm. man, just the, the centrality of the gospel was all in this rap. CD. Mm. Mm. I mean, literally, I was learning how to contend against Muslims, which is a very at that time Man. was a very popular religion in yeah. prison. Yeah. Uh, if anybody know about prison, you know, Islam is a very strong religion because of the protection that it offers. And I was mm. going against all of that because the Lord had to save me. Mm. And so I was contending against Muslims really young in my faith, didn't really know how to. We wasn't getting all of the commentaries. Like you just had a Bible in prison. Yeah. You, you didn't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of commentaries. I didn't yeah. have all I had was my Bible mm -hmm. and the spirit of God was revealing all of these Come things on, to me. And and I remember getting this rap CD and I remember hearing one song where he's, he's, he's speaking against 
uh, Islam, you know, and all of that there. And, and, and you know, Jehovah, he was just going in and in and in. And I remember using some of that to contend mm -hmm. against Muslims. Mm -hmm. You know, Muslims tried to make the claim that the, that, that Muhammad fulfilled Deuteronomy 18. And, and, and I remember him saying, whoa, Jesus was more than the prophet. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he was more than the prophet. Yeah. And yeah. so I remember using that, using that CD and I just let it continue to listen more and listen more. And all I, I remember, I was like, man, Lord, can you really use this? Mm. There was still some doubt, but I was like, Lord, can you really use this? Because this is an evidence. Mm. This is evidence that you can. I'm listening yeah. to this and yeah. I'm feeling compelled. Yeah. Like, you know, show me. And so throughout time, the Lord kind of just, you know, led me in that way. And, and, and eventually I be started to write Christian rap. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting that you bring up, bring that up because that's kind of some things I was talking about before, man, how because of the way I would say hip hop had been used in, in the worldly sense, you know, a lot of times in the church, you know, for a long time, rap got a bad, a bad rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was something yeah. that, oh man, that don't belong there. But you had guys like Flame, you had guys like Cross Movement, man. You mm -hmm. had like The Truth and a lot of those guys, yep. man, who were really uh, 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 speaking theology in their yes. music, you know? And yes. it was like, man, it, it was it was music you can listen to and learn from, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that, and I kind of miss, I mean, that's not a lot of people really doing that anymore, <laughs> which, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. is sad, but there are some. But man, you know, uh, that was like a, a huge part uh, of Christian rap. So, so you started getting into um, Christian rap. You heard about it. How did you start, like, actually rapping, doing Christian rap? Who who did you link up with? How did that come about? Well, interesting enough, I linked up with some brothers in prison, ah, <laughs> and okay. we started a group. And I have so much material where I, I don't even know <laughs> if I would ever release. I've been writing music since I was in prison, even until this day. I've been out. I've been out since two thousand and six. So I've been out for for a little while now. Mm -hmm. But I've been writing music for, I have so much material. I mean, I have a book, I have a lot of oh, content. Wow. And so um, I haven't even, but I have so much, I did a lot of my writing with that. So I remember linking up with some brothers and uh, we came up with a group. Uh, I can't even, uh, B, B, we was gonna name our group BICs. Okay. <laughs> uh, which stands for, acronym stands for Brothers in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I remember us writing songs after song, and I would have, I, you know, the Lord would just be giving me all this music. I'm like, man, brother, I got another song, and I come up with a hook. And they were like, oh yeah, and they're right, and they're right. And then I, I kind of used some of the music. I haven't used it all, but I, which I still plan on doing, mm -hmm. uh, just because I believe this is the season that the Lord has me in. And so I remember linking up with brothers who were like minded. One of the brothers is actually the brother who had the Flame CD in prison. Okay. And, yeah. And, and so I remember. Uh, once the Lord kind of was showing me like, okay, Lord, I think you can use this. Mm -hmm. I don't really know the big picture. I, I haven't seen the world, how this looks mm -hmm. outside of the walls. Mm -hmm. But I, but, and then there was a, another church that was coming in there who had church service and they was, they was encouraging me. They was like one of the pastors uh, who I actually keep in contact with to this day. He, mm -hmm. he actually got the new album. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, I think you should do it, man. Yeah. God is using it. So he wow. was giving me a, a more global outlook wow. on Christian rap and how God was using it out there. Wow. And so I remember us turning that third Sunday into 
uh, we used to call it Christian Hip Hop Sunday. Mm -hmm. And every we we were saying I was in a choir in prison, so okay. I was saying I know all of the songs. Trust me, you want to go back to old original gospel? I I am a fan of all gospel music. You name it, I can tell you about the Mighty Clouds of Joy. I used to listen to them all the time. Fred Hammond, I used mm -hmm. to listen to them all the time. I am still a fan of old traditional gospel music. By the way, I listen yeah. to it to this day. Yeah, but I remember because it was those songs that we sung. It was mm -hmm. those songs that we sung. It's gonna rain. Believe me, it's not. we saw. I know all of them. Yeah, and so those songs encouraged me, just like you said. How even as we see in Revelations that they're still singing the songs of Moses. They're mm. still being encouraged by the songs that God used Moses and Israel to write during those times. So. Music has a longevity effect in, in mm. God's economy, and, and, and God always has used music, by the way. Man. And so, my but, but anyway, so I remember linking up with them brothers, and remember hearing from the uh, pastor at, at at that time, third Sunday, and he was encouraging me. So we start, I started writing all of this material and music. Mm -hmm. So every third Sunday, we we actually drew a crowd in prison. That was the only wow. Sunday that started to get packed. <laughs> like we had no seating room every other sunday there was always seating room wow. so i was like man we ain't gonna do no gospel rap no more because all they want to do is hear rap they don't want to <laughs> hear the words so i got i got really upset and i went i stopped about two sundays and some of the brothers like well you can't do that you can't they was calling me a man pleaser and all that. I, was like, I ain't no man pleaser i was a young christian man i was it was all about and it still wow. is to this day it's all jesus nothing Amen. has changed Amen. And so, but it gave me up a different perspective. It was like, man, God can use it to like give them the gospel. They lost mm. this loss. So I was like, all right. So I started back doing it, man. That was the pack. Interesting enough, that was the pack. That was the only Sunday mm -hmm. out of all the church services that was had no standard room, Mister. When we did uh, gospel rap Sunday, and wow. and like I said, the rest is history. I got out, man. hooked up with some more brothers, and yeah. we just went from there. Yeah. Well, look, man. I want to turn the page a little bit. Talk about this album. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get caught by the break, you know, so we'll carry on after the break. Yeah. But, man, in putting together this project, you know, what was your heart? What were you seeing out there that you were like, man, I, I have to put this together? What inspired Epidemic? Good question, brother. Good question. So I started to look out and with the rise of Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. uh, and, and currently CRT, uh I just saw I saw I saw all of these things that started to seep seep into the church and divide the church. Mm -hmm. um, I, I saw I started to research Black Lives Matter and saw the 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 wickedness of it. Yeah, how it wasn't even about Black Lives, by the way. <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation. But my yeah. point is this: I started to see these things and, and Christians who started to go weary and well doing this. Some just walked away from the faith, mm. as the scripture tells us they would. Uh, but I started to see faithful brothers who I thought was mature mm -hmm. started to buy into these ideologies. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute, this is this is wicked. So I started to research. I started to read. I started to grow. It's a lot of stuff I wanted to say. Right. But I believe God had his time in the season in which he would use this particular. So it was only natural for me to use the gift that God had given. Me. Well, let, let's do so this. I let's stop. I, let's stop here because we're going to get caught by the break. But we're going to pick up right after the break with this. This is Erin uh, Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will. We'll be right back.
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will. And we're picking up the interview uh, with my guest today, Travis Jones, also known as Chosen. And he's talking about his new album called Epidemic. Uh, man, great album. Touch on a lot of subjects. And before the break, Travis, you were talking about what inspired you. I want to let you go ahead and finish that and then uh, take you a little further uh, with the album. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I started to see... Uh, you know, all of these false ideologies that the Bible contends against, mm -hmm. like the social justice movement, the CRT movement, black lives, all of these things that are contrary to the gospel that 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 the scripture has called us to be stewards of. And so uh, one of the things that was alarming is that some of the brothers who I, I thought were solid. Mm. and sound and mature it was revealing that they really wasn't mm. you know mm. these as as my pastor preached a sermon on ephesians 6 about those fiery dots he said sometimes satan don't shoot them dots and hit your head on <laughs> sometimes he grazes you and on the tip of those those spears was poison they would mm. put poison on the tip of those spears and so sometimes satan just grazes you and so i saw brothers who had been getting grazed uh and, and he said he said it, and it gets exposed when trouble comes so when all of this stuff started to, 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 to seep into the churches, some of the churches was responding, the natural inclination of human beings to respond. Some of them started responding. They started, some of them started going to the rallies. Yeah. And I was just, I was just blown away by that. Cause I'm yeah. like, man, supposed to be solid Christian mature brothers is buying into these ideologies. There would have probably been some Christians especially some artists that probably wouldn't have shot me but what shot me the most was some of the brothers who i thought was solid yeah so i'm yeah. like okay this is getting way out of hand lord I, I i my heart is grieved um i i started like i said just constantly growing constantly growing starts researching starting to make sure that okay so once i felt like the lord had burdened my heart I said, okay, it was only natural, like I said, mm -hmm. to use the gift that I believe God had given me to yeah. edify the church. There's some gift that Christ gives, Ephesians 4, but there's some gift that the Spirit gives mm -hmm. to, uh, for the encouragement uh, of the body of Christ. So I, I believe that what the Lord was giving me was 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 something that I believe would encourage the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started to write. Um, uh, that's what I do. I write. That's what yeah. I do. And so I came up with an album. I felt like it was... It was enough to cover the topics and i just say okay lord i'm ready to put it out i'm yeah. ready to put it out and and mm -hmm. once i put it out it was going to serve as sort of a platform for me to start doing a lot of visual a lot of speaking out and that's what i did and so i dropped the album and like i say the rest is history i've been doing some live videos on my on my page mm -hmm. to explain each song because there's so much content in there yeah i felt like this one of them albums that i needed to explain each song to let you know specifically what i meant yeah if you if yeah. you had any you know uh questions or if there was any misunderstandings as to what i meant this is exactly what i meant yeah yeah and so and and, and let me ask you this let me because yeah. i'm thinking about what you're saying about you know you, you thought like some some of the most solid people you saw like them drifting away into some of these uh ideologies let me ask you this, and I, and and uh, man, I don't know where this is going to take us, but I know, uh, you know, within within uh, Christianity, there are different denominations, different you know circles, if you will, you know, mm -hmm. and I and I believe you're reformed, right? You, you yes, okay. Yes. I, I hold to reform. Okay, so my question would be because I saw, especially in the explosion of a lot of this stuff, a lot of the reform like pastors and leaders really like linking onto this. Not all. But a lot, yeah. and it seemed like they were, and even the rappers. It was like a lot of reform. Yeah. So yeah. what? 
what what was it about you know these particular uh, ideologies that they gravitated towards this? Like wh- why why did it seem that way? I'm not and I'm not saying that only reformed people you know gravitated towards no. this, but it seemed like yeah. in the big numbers a lot did. What yes, it, it was. Yes, yes. You called it out, brother. And that's what I was talking about. Hmm. <laughs> Primarily the reformed people that I thought were solid. Yeah. Uh, you know, y'all did a show about the and, uh, yeah. you know, a while back and it was just crazy. You yeah. know, and, and I think he exposed the heart of it all. Hmm. It was idol. It was idol. It was hmm. it was idol worship. Hmm. They started to make their ethnicity their idol. Mm. And 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 I will say this that a lot of these brothers are smart and intelligent. If you look at most of these CHH artists that's, that are well known, mm-hmm. uh, some most of these guys went to college. Yeah, ironically, right. So they was already they they knew about slavery. Mm-hmm. They knew about segregation. Mm-hmm. It was just when they talked about it, they knew it, it was just it was only but so far they was willing to go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what the world did. Uh, after Tray, uh, Trayvon Martin and Black Light, the rise of Black Matters, Matters started to rise. What the mm-hmm. world did, they kind of forced the church hand. Mm-hmm. They kind of say, "Hey, what y'all gonna do?" It's, it's, right. it's almost like they're not saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose this day who you gonna serve. Right. What do you right. mean? We supposed to be telling y'all that? Wow. And so, and so, what these brothers did, they made ethnicity their idol. Mm. And, and and I think what started to happen, they started to buy into these ideas. They did the same thing Israel did. One of the indictments that God had on Israel is, that, is they started to look to false prophets, prophets who would tell them what they wanted to hear. They started to look for wisdom outside of God. Mm. They started looking to the, the sorcerers and all of these false ideologies. And, and this is exactly what happened. And so they started to look to the James Cone. They started to look yeah. to the Derek Bells, all yeah. of these false, false ideologies. And they started to buy into them. Yeah, and Satan yeah. is crafty. We can never forget the spiritual warfare. You and Nick, you and me, actually did a, 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 a one of one of y'all uh, shows. Y'all talked about that spiritual warfare mm-hmm. that we can never forget. Satan yeah. is crafty. He's yeah. shooting on fiery dots. Oh yeah, and they got poisoned by him. Yeah, yeah, and they got poisoned by him. And I, you know, I was going to ask you a question that's related to that last one, but you answered it because I was like, it seemed that a lot of the more melanated you know, uh, believers mm-hmm. gravitated toward that too. But you said it because, you know, it was like exalting skin color, exalting, mm-hmm. you know, you know, being black or being, you know, more than uh, being in Christ. And I, and I always mm-hmm. say, man, if, you know, when we make uh, less of Christ, we make more of everything else, make more yes. of, of everything else. But let me ask yes. you this mm-hmm. with this project has uh, because of the content of it, has it caused any rifts or misunderstandings between you and maybe other rappers of other people uh, in your circle or uh, have it been embraced for the most part? Uh, for, the, for the most part in my circle, um, I really, I'm really not sure how, you know, and when you, when you have a platform, sometimes you don't know how far it reaches. Mm-hmm. And some people just, I believe there's a lot of people who got this album that are afraid to really address it in this way who who's probably thinking this but they they afraid to address it in this way and then there's mm. some people who just i don't know they they covet their platform you know yeah. they're not doing what john told gay is encouraged gay is to do to support those who are doing this type of work and mm. and so i think i think a lot of people who may have the album but there, there's some people but on the vice versa there's 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 Aaron and Addison, right there's mm-hmm. People like Meek and Will who see the value in what I'm doing mm-hmm. and is doing what 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 John encouraged gays to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. to support these brothers who are doing this type of work in ministry, who's going out for the sake of the gospel. 
And so I think that in my circle, for the most part, in my church, they already knew what I what where I stood at with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my pastor have been like minded. Thank God for faithful pastors. Yeah, man. they are yeah. so crucial in this time. As a matter of fact, tonight on my Facebook live, I'm, I'm going to be going live with my pastor to discuss uh, Psalm five. That's kind of why I put. Uh, uh, I can hear on that song number five when my pastor is actually, yeah. it's a sermon clip. Okay. And so they are so crucial in this. And so my pastor made it a lot easier because we was like-minded Yeah. in a lot of these areas. I mean, uh, it was just so, so they already knew what I stood. My immediate circle already knew. I, right. I was bold and talk about these things, you know, maybe not in the, in the public arena as much mm-hmm. as I am now. But I was bold, man, telling where I stood and, and what was evil and, and what was not and what I believe. And, and that's what I tried to do on the album. I tried to speak specifically where I can go to the Bible and show you directly from the scripture Amen. why my convictions lie where it lies. Amen. Amen. And, and that's so what that's we, what that's I what, did. That's what we have to do. You know, we got to yeah. always go back to the straight edge of scripture, you know, because our opinions or what this person say or this book or that, you know, really at the end of the day, that don't matter. What does the word of God say about yes. about these yeah. issues? I wanted to ask you in your in your process of um, uh, creating this album, you mentioned your pastor was, did you like uh, just... Uh, uh, let him hear some songs. Uh, 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 did, did he hear anything before it came out? Uh, give feedback, or how, how did you work in that? Is it that type of relationship, or he just wanted to hear it at the end when it was? Finished? No, no, we we have a we have a good. Uh, we 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 actually talk all the time. I'm a mm-hmm. deacon, and I've been doing some preaching at my local church. Um, I just preached a sermon about the gospel. Uh, you know, the centrality of the gospel, the believer's mm-hmm. justification, and kind of attack some of these ideologies mm-hmm. that seek to attack the gospel mm-hmm. and as Paul calls it God's gospel that we, we got to put it's God's gospel. But anyway, don't get me down that train. <laughs> we, we can talk about that. But yeah. So, so my pastor, uh, ironically, he's, he, he's a reformed pastor, but he's mm-hmm. actually out of the charismatic movement. He was a pastor in the charismatic okay. movement for a long time. Okay. And, um, the Lord kind of, uh, took him away from that. Mm-hmm. And he's now he's in a reformed circle. So, uh, he's been very, uh supportive mm-hmm. and we've been having meetings about ministry what is ministry mm. uh uh you know is 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 it does ministry exist outside of the local church and i would say no mm. and so we've been talking about the importance of being plugged into the local church and how the local church is the one that sends out how mm. the local church mm. is the one that supports and so we've been we've been taking our time going through that before the even the album dropped I shared the vision with them. We was at our men's retreat mm-hmm. and I shared the vision uh, with the brothers at my church. I shared a vision with a pastor like, man, I, I really believe the Lord has given me a lot of content to put out. Yeah. And he's been supportive since day one. His main thing is to, is to stay rooted and grounded in the word. That's right. I never lose sight of, of the local church, never lose sight of what ministry is all about. So he's been my accountability partner in every respect. Man, that's great. That's great. You know, a lot of times, you know, there's artists that try to do, you know, music and stuff you know, outside of even any accountability or any uh, oversight yes. or, and I, and I think that's great error, man. That's a great error uh-huh. because, you know, God put those pastors and those leaders in our lives to help us, you know, in our yes. giftings and our talents to be able to make sure that we're rightly dividing the word and things like uh-huh. that. You know, so that's, that's a great thing that you had that uh, relationship with your pastor. So your goal for epidemic, just your overall goal, uh, do, what was that goal? And do you feel like that's happening? You know, the way that you, you saw it, that like for you putting this out, like you had a certain may, maybe measure in mind that you wanted to see mm-hmm. happen. Is that happening? And what was that? 
Yes. The fact that I'm here on Aaron the Addison's, that oh, was man, one of my goals. <laughs> I, I'll be honest down, with man. you. Um, you know, I, I, I think because I've been listening to y'all for a while and, and y'all was just sitting on a lot of these topics, y'all was just so solid on it. I was like, y'all was bold enough to speak out on it Praise when God. a lot of people was buying into white guilt. Mm. Um, they were starting to buy into all these ideologies. And mm. I was like, man, to hear some like-minded brothers, you know, old the weeping Jeremiah, he didn't have social <laughs> media and, and phone calls. So he got discouraged <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, and Elijah, you know, Elijah thought yeah. he was the only prophet left, you know? Yeah. And so because of, you know, radio and, mm -hmm. and, and social media and, t and technology, let's say that communication, mm -hmm. we, we was able to peer out and what an encourage, what a, what a fresh breath, uh, you know, a fresh breath air, to hear brothers and sisters who are like-minded. You know mm, what I mean? Amen, amen. And so it's very refreshing to hear. And so my goal was to put this album out, challenge for those who need a challenge in, but encourage it, encourage those to continue on the good fight of faith, mm. uh, what I, which I believe music does. I believe amen. God designed it to encourage it. Like I said, you, you read the book of Revelation, they're still singing the songs of Moses amen. and being encouraged by them. They're rejoicing. And so, you know, my goal was to put this album out and 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 really set emphasis on calling people back to the gospel. Yeah. Uh, Joe Joshua, I ain't doing nothing nothing different than Joshua did when he goes to Israel. He said, "Choose this day whom you gonna serve." Yeah. I ain't doing nothing different than Josiah <laughs> did when the book of the law was found and he called Come him on, back man. to God's word. I'm not doing nothing different than uh, Jay Gresham Machen did. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing nothing different than Martin Luther did. And so throughout <laughs> history. Yeah. God has always raised up brothers and sisters to call people back to his gospel, Man. God's gospel, uh, Paul calls it. And so that was my aim. And I think that has happened from the people that I've talked to pastors. I've talked to people all over the world, brothers in uh, Florida, Brother Seal, uh, Pastor Mike Waters. I've yeah. talked to so many different people. Uh, all over the world that has encouraged me to say, man, brother, I've been hoping that you, I've talked to you and <laughs> yeah. it, it was like, man, I was hoping that a CHH artist would do something like that. Well, well, look, well look, look, let's do this before we get away. Good. How can people get this album? Let's, <laughs> let's it's on all, all digital platforms. All platforms. Okay. Epidemic, the church and state, uh, put the church and state in there. Uh, and it's on all digital platforms, Amazon, uh, Spotify, uh apple music wherever Everywhere. music is sold you can find it. all yes. right well look man this interview has man went by fast man i'm gonna have to have you on again but uh this is aaron addison's here on american family radio wednesdays with will with my boy chosen and we'll be back tomorrow lord willing god bless <laughs>